Yeah, it's Buku One here. One thing I know, every good podcast deserves its own theme song. Oh, for sure. And this one most definitely deserves its own theme song. We changing the game on the name, put respect. Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct. What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one or more is Golden Eye. Mike's the level-headed, baby gave edits. Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever. Spring stuff on Mike on a daily. can mangle up a name amazingly. All right, everyone, welcome back. Uh, you are listening to part two of Uncle Dad and Mike at San Diego Comic-Con 2022. Uh, very excited to uh, continue this journey here. I uh, hope you enjoy the part one. And if you haven't listened to part one yet, I definitely go recommend checking that out. And you can just find it as a previous episode before this one. Uh, there's some fun stuff in there. You definitely, <laughs> you can't miss 80s Eats. The return of 80s Eats is so worth it. And of course, all the great interviews with all the fantastic people. So please go back and listen to part one if you haven't yet. Or if you did and you loved it again, keep listening to it again. We appreciate it. Uh, so here is the end of the duo series, uh, part two, Uncle Dad and Mike at San Diego Comic-Con 2022. Thank you again, everybody. Topics makes it hard to stop listening, so why even attempt it? From bare knuckle fighting, to Grammy songwriting, to Burning Man flames, to firefighter video games, and many, many more than I could put in a verse. All right, Uncle Dad here uh, with Mike. Mike, as always, say hello. Well, hello, hello. Awesome. Uh, we are here at something pretty near and dear to my heart. When I grew up, you know, my dad kind of always sh- showed me everything fun and cool. And one of those things are these legendary masks. Mike, would you say they're legendary? I would absolutely say they're legendary. And that legendary status belongs to Ben Cooper. If you don't know that, we are here with somebody to tell you all about it. His name is Mark Von Olin. Uh, you are the, I'm sorry, the... Yes, I'm the brand manager at Ruby's Costumes. So I work across a few of the, the Ben Cooper properties that we have. As you know, it's a licensed uh, situation. So I've developed a few of these myself. You developed some of these masks? Yeah, some, not the ones on the wall right here, but some that are coming out later this year. We have oh, some oh. exciting brands, some, some that are launching this Halloween in 2022. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So let's talk about Vancouver and its return. What, what, made, what made you, or what made them come back? Like, what was the, the, the project to get them back? Yeah, so funny enough, we've actually had this brand, and by we I mean Ruby's, um, we've had this license since the 90s, and we've always done small things with it uh, each year. We've done Marvel product in the past, we've done DC product in the past. Uh, what we found recently, though, is that nostalgia is super big right now across the board, and it's 80s nostalgia, 90s nostalgia, and then prepare yourself for early aughts nostalgia, um, which makes me feel like I'm a thousand years old. Um, <laughs> But with that, like, as you look around at a show like this, right, what's really hot right now? Stranger Things. You know, Power Rangers has a luxury price point item. You know, uh, all these brands that used to be really relevant when we were kids, now that we're adults, people want to experience those again, and it actually brings them back to their childhood. Yeah, and I, and I think that's great, too, because not only do they experience it with themselves, they experience it, with, with, like you said, with their kids, and it's a whole family experience. And I think, you know, there was always, if I remember correctly, in the back of the day, there was two brands, Ben Cooper, and there was one other one that I'm not going to mention. But yeah, because I'll be honest, even though maybe they're a little bit different in quality, Vancouver to me is like classic all-American. It's Americana, right? It's Americana at its finest. So I think that's what people remember when they think Halloween costumes, especially in the 70s and early 80s, where um, you know it had the half plastic mask and sort of that um, almost apron kind of printed costume. And at the time, it seemed um, really like... Uh, 
I don't, almost high end, right? Where it's like, wow, it's super designed. Now you look at it, and it's like, oh, it's so kitsch and like, it's almost campy, right? <laughs> so, but that kind of thing, it's like, we don't, people don't really design that anymore. Like, it's more about like you exactly looking like the character. But I think these are just really fun. Like, our Yoda costume that we did a year ago or whatever it was actually had a picture of Yoda on it, like with his lightsaber running around. <laughs> or, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, it's not just uh, to look like his robes, which are like not that interesting in a costume form, right? Yeah, and I think in the world of cosplaying too, right? Like, you can see that pretty much at any time. But when you yeah. see this, like, if a kid was walking around wearing this Godzilla outfit, mm -hmm. I'd be like, that is a cool kid that has cool parents. Like, you know, it's fun, right? Yeah. Like, it's a fun thing for sure. Mike, you know, and I don't, and I'm not going to say this meanly. You know, I'm not, but you're the older one. So, what is your memory memories of Ben Cooper? Well, I'm assuming. So, I had a Spider-Man, and I'm assuming that was Ben Cooper, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we had the Marvel license, the DC license. I think they even did He-Man and She-Ra back in the '80s, which is what I remember as a kid. Ninja Turtles, which we're bringing back now. Um, so yeah, it's a, it was an amazing catalog. You can go online and just Google Ben Cooper catalog from the 80s. It is crazy to see the number of products they had. So yeah, I had the Spider-Man, and like we said, it, it, the costume didn't look exactly like Spider-Man. So the front of the apron that you mm -hmm. talked about just had like a section of the Spider-Man suit and then it stopped and then so the rest of the apron i think was like red or maybe it was blue i don't yeah, know single color red or blue that sounds right yeah <laughs> yes so I, I would i would just i think it would be fun to to now walk around with that just the section of the spider-man suit <laughs> right you know oh someone would know to know what it is too like it's funny to be here at san diego comic-con where there's so many brands uh, so many products and so many things to be geeky about, someone will know who you are, like regardless of how deep cut the character or experience is, because there's fandom for everyone here. Yeah. Yeah, so what I also think is interesting too about the world of Ben Cooper and the mask coming back, they almost now can just be their own little like art pieces, right? Like you can kind of totally hang them up and then if you know if you get it or even if you don't get it, it's a great conversational piece. Like, yeah, this is a legacy of Ben Cooper. Let's talk about that. And speaking of the legacy, you brought up a really fun fact about the packaging. If we could talk about that real fast. Yeah, so one of the things you're mentioning about the masks that are here, uh, our booth at San Diego Comic-Con, these are old-timey Ben Cooper masks that are just display. Oh, these are originals? That, yeah, these are originals that, like, oh. we literally bought off eBay um, because <laughs> nice. there is a market for that. Yeah. So, um, and they're crazy, right? Like, yeah. some of these are just, like, there's some random devil. There's, like, a Tweety Bird. Um, so there's definitely people out there who still care about this brand in a big way. And as, as we put out packaging for our new products, we do talk about, like, the longevity of this license. So on the back, we have a whole set and it says about Ben Cooper. It's got the big logo and it gives you a little bit of his story. Um, you know, the brand goes all the way back to 1937. He's a New York staple. I'm actually from New York. So I remember um, Ruby's as well. Ruby's is a New York company. Wow. Um, so I remember their flagship store in Queens um, before they became like a global powerhouse in licensing. And I remember the Ben Cooper costumes when I was a kid as well. Um, and Ruby's picked up the Ben Cooper uh, license in the 90s, but throughout the 60s, 70s, 80s, which is when I, like I was a kid in the 80s, yeah. I remember the Ben Coopers were everywhere. Yeah. So we give you that story on the back of the box, so you know like where this all came from, and now we're back again, right? Like the thing I'm holding in my hand right here is Ninja Turtles, <laughs> which is having quite the resurgence at the moment. You know, new movie coming out, the video game on Switch is so, so much awesome. fun. Yes. Oh, it took me back to my like middle school days. Yeah. Shredder's Revenge is so yes. great, yes, yeah. That's the one. Uh, I was actually playing with some of my fraternity brothers co-op um, online, and because you could play with up to six people, yes, yes. and we all figured out like that April ends up being the best character. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, her yeah. microphone attack is yeah, nuts. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. So I wanted to point this out. I realized now that these are originals, I know that now. And so my dad actually owns that still. We still have that at my house in oh, the wow. box and everything. So I don't know the name of the character. And the character is like an older, what you, how would you describe it, Mike? Uh, goon. <laughs> a goon? <laughs> I don't even know what to do with him. He's some kind of circus kind of like clown. <laughs> That's a cigar, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I think we had different um, standards for children in the <laughs> 70s. Yeah. So. Because totally, you would not, we would not see that now, no, right? No, like, no tobacco usage anywhere or anything. And if you've been to a movie lately and they put in the fine print as to why something is rated the way it is, tobacco use is specifically called out. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, is, this, this would never fly now. And there's even like a, a hole where the mouth goes where you yep. could easily fit a cigarette in there. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be fun if that was for that. Awesome. I was like, it's meant for breathing, but also, <laughs> yeah, also you know, little, I mean, <laughs> I'm a little young for this, but I remember hearing about candy cigarettes. Like, how was that ever a thing? Yes. Yeah. I, I've actually tried those in my life and they're disappointing. We'll just make sure we don't bring back all the nostalgia. Yes. Like just the fun stuff, just the clean, safe stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like turtles. Turtles is evergreen. I was, it's funny to talk about them in like a nostalgia lens, but like, Turtles has been evergreen, like, since it launched, the 80s, the 90s. They've never not had a TV show on the air or a movie running. And we've had that license forever on the Ruby side. Nice. I actually run the Turtles portfolio along with everything else for Viacom. And we've got a lot of costumes coming next year to line up with the movie, along with the Ben Coopers that are coming out this year. So it's going to be a busy time for Turtles and Ben Cooper. Th that's amazing. Now, here at the con, are these for sale, the boxes, or no? These are display because these are not launching until they're on shelf for Halloween this year. And Halloween actually sets pretty soon. So it's, it's July, and I know we don't want to talk about the end of summer and, like, the start <laughs> of Halloween. But if you visit your Target Labor Day weekend, the Halloween candy is out. The Halloween section goes up. So we are already shipping these types of things. You'll find these, uh, the Turtles, and then some of the other DC items that we have over there. There's a Batman, there's a Superman, and a Flash. All of these will be available in your your Spirit Halloween or your Spencer's stores. So those are the places to find these. And of course, you can visit rubies.com and uh, see the assortment and see where you can find these items. Awesome. And then, Mike, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the Batman right now, and I pulled up close, and it, it, the, the texture in the in the shadowing part of his face has that zipatone look that they used to use in the old comics, where yeah. it was like a, a layer of clear sticker that we would put over the artwork. Uh, and I see it in the detail of the, of the artwork on the mask, so that, it's really cool. Thank you. We tried to recreate that retro look and feel exactly as it was, even though it's a little weird. Like, the blue and the black on his mask don't really make sense, um, but that's how it was. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, it's overly stylized, but it's immediately recognizable as Batman. Um, and I should say, too, if you go to costumes.com, which is our um, direct-to-consumer website, you can find out um, more information about not just these costumes, but everything else that we have planned for Halloween 2022, which, like I said, is around the corner. Like, it'll, come August and September, you'll be costume shopping if you're not already doing everyday cosplay like right. the people we see here at San Diego. So I think, Mike, that's our costume this year. We should well, do it. Well, I was going to ask, since I'm dressed up as a, a, as a certain character, uh, uh, Raul Duke, would, would there ever be a Raul Duke uh, Ben Cooper mask? That is a little bit of a deep cut. Um, <laughs> I will say, one of the things we're focusing on, like we, we're doing a huge business with DC across the board, and that's true for Rubies and on Denuo Nova, which is the high-end brand that we have. We just did our first Batman product. Um, and we've got Turtles, which is going to be a major focus. You can imagine some of those like characters that if you were able to dress up of them, as them in the 80s, they might be coming back in Ben Cooper in the next couple of years. 
And we're part of a larger conglomerate of companies as well. So NECA, which is a, the owner of NECA, also owns Rubies. Uh, I, my understanding is that there's some Ben Cooper stuff in the works on the NECA side of things. So more to come, kind of watch this space. We don't have anything official to announce yet other than the five costumes that are going to be in Spirit Halloween uh, this year. That's, that's awesome. So excited for this to come back. Now, I also see the clothing here. Can they buy that online as well? Um, so they will be available for purchase online. Right now, they're at the show first. Um, we've got three different t-shirts here, but I believe there's like seven or eight that they're going to be doing, and they're sort of um, generic monsters. There's a devil over here. Uh, this guy looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, and then we've got just like the logo itself. So awesome. um, yeah, there are a few more coming down the line, including some ringer tees, which I love. I love a ringer. Yeah. Like those are big, I think, in the late 90s, early aughts. I'm dating myself now, if I can remember <laughs> that. But I remember specifically, it was around the same time as like the puka shell necklace, like, <laughs> you know, which that seems to be evergreen as well. There's always a group of young boys who think that's in style. You know? uh, I think he's, Mike still thinks that's in style. Yeah, well, and I date myself on this show all the time, so <laughs> don't feel bad. Yes. I was referencing something recently, and someone was like, oh, I wasn't born yet. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go hide in the corner. So <laughs> That's, that's yeah. how I feel most days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. I'm so excited for Vancouver to come back. Is there any social media at all that our audience can follow? Yes, so costumes.com. It's, it's weird because it's a website, right? But if you go on Instagram and spell out the dot, so costumes, D-O-T-C-O-M, that's our Instagram, and you can see all the activity that's happening across like all of our companies, especially what's happening at San Diego Comic-Con right now. Um, but most importantly, like the Ruby's Halloween costumes, all have, all, they all kind of live there. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time. Mike, do you have any last words? Well, I'm going to see about getting a couple of these shirts, so, yes, because they're really cool. I'm pretty sure we can hook something like that up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. Take care, and uh, we'll be right back after this. Subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. And many, many more than I can put in one verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. All right, everybody. Uncle Dad here solo. If you hear that music behind me, it's actually pretty, pretty something exciting. We're here actually at the National Geographic uh, X uh, Chris Hemsworth Limitless, or I should say Limitless, uh, hosted by Chris Hemsworth, which is on National Geographic. Uh, basically, Chris Hemsworth is on an epic mission to discover how to live better, longer, with the help of world-class experts, family, and friends. He's embarking on a series of immense challenges to push himself to new limits and stop the diseases of old age before they take hold. Chris will discover how we all can lock our potential to stay fitter, healthier, and happier throughout our lives. Now, if Mike was here, unfortunately, Mike wasn't cool enough to come, but if he was here, he would agree with that entire statement. And in a lot of ways, Mike kind of lives that himself. Mike is basically the skinnier, uh, the less wealthy, the less cool. Actually, never mind. He's nothing like Chris Hemsworth, but, it, <laughs> but the, the intention is there, and that's what matters. Uh, so we're here at this awesome party. There is a lot of great people here having a good time. Amazing food, uh, amazing music playing, as you can hear in the background. And yeah, I just wanted to kind of check in and talk about that real fast. Uh, everybody, we will see. We'll, I'll be able to tell Mike all about this when I see him at another party tonight, uh, which is for Heavy Metal Magazine uh, during Comic-Con. And of course, uh, yeah, I'm just wildly excited to be here. Thank you, National Geographic, for having us. Thank you, Limitless, for having us. And of course, Chris Hemsworth, if you ever listen, thank you for having us as well. All right. We're checking in finally. We haven't done that yet. Uh, Mike, what is going on? If you can tell in my voice, I am defeated. I am very tired. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry I don't, have the I don't have the body of a 40-something-year-old, but the spirit of a 19-year-old. That's right. You, you can work on that, you know. <laughs> can I? Tell me how. Well, you just 
The only way out is through. <laughs> As he chokes on those words. <laughs> um, yeah. So in all seriousness, though, Mike, uh, I've had honestly I've had a great time. It's been so much fun. It's just you know for your first time, and doing it in the press wise, it's just a lot. It's a lot, a lot. You know, uh, a lot of walking, a lot of talking, but a lot of walking. And I guess my my my, my weathered body isn't used to that. Yeah. I mean, it takes years of training. I mean. I'm, obviously been doing this for a long time so you're on all day and then we continue into the night as we did last night not every night but um yeah <laughs> it, it's a uh, it's it's a lot of outgoing energy yeah and i and I, I have it i do just oh. <laughs> when it's this often it's a lot but but anyways um let's talk about some quick highlights before we get to our i think our last interview of the day uh the, the uh i did the the handprint uh the handprint ceremony, I was going to say seminar, ceremony for Will Shatner. Mm -hmm. uh, they celebrated him to put his hands in the theater, uh, the, what is it, the Chinese theater. Mm -hmm. uh, that was amazing, sir. I got to see William Shatner probably like three, six feet away from me. So guess what? He looks very old. Yeah, I mean, he's, well, he's got a great toupee, though. <laughs> Wait, that's not... Come on. Really? I mean, what do you think? I don't know, man, because it looked really good, so... And I got gray hair, so maybe you have gray hair, so. I mean, it's, it's, money can buy a great hair system. <laughs> you're right, you're right, it can. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, we also got to be participate in the, um, the, the Chris Hemsworth uh, Limitless Nat Geo party. That was incredible. We got some cool swag out of it. Uh, it really, the, I, I told you about it yesterday, about like the theme of it, right? Like the, the idea of how we battle with getting older right and how challenging yourself and pushing yourself and actually it's kind of a great point to what we're doing now you know and how i need to get through it because if as i push myself i learn how to to handle it all right would you agree with that yeah i mean i think that's any learning curve right you push yourself a little past what you're comfortable with and that's how you really learn that's how you really learn you know and how you grow i mean that's just the way it goes now, it's, it's kind of funny that, that Limitless is about that, about him trying to find the fountain of youth, but in the right way. And somebody else we know here created a very nice guide to that. And let's talk about that real fast. My comic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did the, have we not talked about it yet? No, so um, I did the Captain A-Hole's Guide to Dating. I did the Captain A-Hole's Guide to Customer Service. I did How to Do Your Own Comic, hosted by Captain A-Hole. And it's been over 10 years since I published one of those guides. And so I did the Captain A-Hole's Guide to Getting Older. Not old, just older. Because um, I'm not old, I'm older. And I can only write about my experiences. And so uh, it's now finally published and it's out in a book. And we've been, uh, we've been selling pretty well, actually, here at the booth. And, uh, and we've had the VR component. Um, that Josette Sites did, and people have been enjoying that, so it's been uh, it's been well received. That's good. I mean, honestly, I, I haven't read it yet, but when I get to read it, it's going to be great to see you come back after ten years of no more a hole. Now you got all a hole. I'm all a hole. <laughs> all a hole. I love it. Uh, and so basically, what I'm saying and tying those together is that you are basically the comic book version of Chris Hemsworth. Exactly. <laughs> I would agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I bet. I bet. All right, Mike, let's make our way to the next stop, and uh, we'll be right back after this. Hey, Brandon. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm big chilling. Uh, I want to ask you a quick question. 
What has been the best highlight of a Comic-Con for you? Uh, I think party on that boat with you guys last night. Yeah, that was fun. That was so much fun. For me, next to that, was watching you outshine Mike in the food challenge. Oh, that was fun as well. <laughs> and um, and uh, the Black Panther 2 trailer is very awesome. I haven't looked at it yet. I need to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so just I want to give you one last shout-out, man. Where can everybody find your art, and where can they go to your shop and stuff? Um, well, you can find me on Instagram, The Brocka Monster, or uh, The Tattoo Shop, Imperious Rex. Uh, in Citrus Heights. And uh, let me think. I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. No TikTok. No TikTok. Yeah. No, tic no TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do that one day, but I don't know if we will. But, uh, sir, it was so great to hang out with you. It was so great to have you on the show. And I think everybody's going to love the, the challenges. Do you have any last words? Uh, any last words for Mike on the show? Last words for Mike and the show. Um, I'll just be nice and say... Thank him for getting us into all this stuff. Um, this has actually been our 10-year anniversary of doing this show together. Um, so it's been cool. Yeah. And I'm excited to come back next year. Yeah, we'll be back too. So I'm super excited for that, man. Thank you so much, Brandon. All right, Mike, we are here again. Mike, say hello. Hello, hello. We are with the CEO of Heavy Metal Magazine, Matt Medney. Did I say that? Did I get it right? Yes, yes. I love it. Uh, yes, I get so nervous about names, man. But thank you so much for taking the time and speaking with us. Uh, so, I, you know, I just so our audience kind of gets some background here. How long have you been uh, the CEO of Heavy Metal? Uh, since 2019, November. Awesome. Now, what has been the your experience with Heavy Metal magazine and kind of like taking it where it's at now? Because I feel like Heavy Metal is making a huge resurgence in the world. That's what we're trying. So I appreciate that. You know. It, it, it's an amazing brand that has been around for 45 years. And to see where it was, where it's going, where it's been and where it could go is really challenging and really exciting. And we're trying to bring it back to what it was in the late 70s, early 80s. And it, what we think was the holy grail moment when it touched Alien and Blade Runner and Fifth Element and all the movies that we love today. There was a certain coolness about the stories and the daringness of the science fiction and it wasn't necessarily about the provocative art or the crudeness of a story but about how it made someone think and feel and that's kind of what we're bringing heavy metal back to yeah i love the way you said that because that's what i always loved about heavy metal was that it made you think about things in, in all types of way and I, and I love that about heavy metal sir yeah, I would agree that too. Also, the, the artists that you get, like some of the some of the artists that have been featured in your magazine are friends of friends of ours, Skinner, Mark Bode. Like, when you guys are looking for artists now, like, are you reaching out or are you taking commissions? Like, how does an artist find their way into heavy metal now? It's all of the above. You know, one of the great things about heavy metal is that it's not about necessarily the size of an artist, but about the coolness of the art. So whether it's a Baudet whose family's been enriched in heavy metal for its entire life, or someone that sent something to editor at heavymetal.com that we were reviewing and thought was rad, or someone that got introduced to us. We, we take these submissions however they come in in all the ways because we don't want to discriminate. The only thing that we care about is, is the art dope. Yeah, and I and I and you can see that. I mean, you guys got Peach Momoko doing a special cover right now, Peach and and Peach, it's like one of the best artists on the, on the market right now. And having her do that, it's just incredible. And also, Heavy Metal doesn't just do comics or magazines; they do more than that, correct? Totally. Yeah, we have an entire Web three arm 
where we are revolutionizing the way that you can read digitally. Um, you know, removing any buzzwords like NFTs or blockchain. All we care about is using technology that allows a user to own their digital comic rather than lease it, which a lot of people don't understand. But currently on every platform digitally, you lease your comic book. You actually don't own it. Um, and on Metal Plus, uh, we've actually solved that by partnering with some Web3 companies to give you a wallet in which that digital comic book is minted on a blockchain and has a specific unique ID so it could appreciate in value just like a physical book can, which is pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. I mean, you're, you're, a, you're a creator yourself. What do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think it's great that you guys are involved in that realm, you know, like the NFT world to begin with. So, you know, bridging it in that way where the person actually owns the book. That's, yeah, that's solid. And, and, and as a creator, one of the cool things that we'll be rolling out with our Web3 Metal Plus digital comics is that our smart contracts on the back end will send the royalties directly to our creator partners. So they'll never need to be an accounting period ever again. Someone buys a book and you own 30% of it, that fee just goes straight into a wallet that we've designed with you. Wow, that's that sounds pretty great. Uh, Mike, you know, I feel like you're kind of our resident heavy metal expert here because you know way more about heavy metal because you know i was a young lad when it came out but i still always respected it my first introduction to heavy you metal the perfect age when it came out yes 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 i love that and uh when i was introduced to it was through heavy metal 2000 that's when i discovered it are we ever going to see a a i guess a, a resurgence of, the, of another movie come out yeah so um on thursday forbes was nice enough and we we're humble to have them uh exclusively break our tv film live action and animation sleep. Um, we did it up in uh, room 22 on Thursday. It was amazing, we had this massive crowd and we, uh, we had a trailer that we've been putting together for about a year and a half. And uh, Junkie XL actually, uh, composer for Mad Max, uh, Justice League, to name a few, uh, graced us with scoring that trailer. And I, I gotta say, I've never heard it on a system that loud. And you really know why you get Junkie XL to score something when it's played on a system that big. It was wild. Um, and it was really great. We showed and previewed our Dan Fogler collaboration with Bardell Animation, who does Rick and Morty and Dragon Prince. And we have uh, the animated TV series Moon Lake that we previewed the uh, opening credit scene to everyone, which was pretty incredible. And, and the, the uh, trailer itself for the studio, uh, I believe, made the top 10 trailers on uh, CBR's uh, list for the weekend, which was pretty amazing. Wow, it's, I swear, heavy metal is just so much more than one thing. It's incredible. Mike, do you have anything else you wanted to? Oh, let me ask you this, Matt. Like, I mean, that's all exciting. And, how, and, I, and it sounds like you guys were very bit like you came in right before COVID kind of really started, right? So like you had all that time to kind of work with how you're going to come back once things open back up. And it sounds like you had a game plan where you were like, we're going to go and do this, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, to... Um we are at Comic-Con, so I feel like this is not as nerdy as it is when I say this outside of Comic-Con, but I always saw Heavy Metal as Aragorn, as the Lone Ranger, lost in, you know, the realm of Middle-Earth, and it was our job to bring him back to the throne of Minas Tirith. So how long have you been, like, uh, doing conventions and, and coming to Comic-Con? So, I mean, as Heavy Metal, this is my first Heavy Metal San Diego Comic-Con because I took it over right before 2020. Um, we did do New York last year, which was pretty amazing. And uh, me personally, I've been to cons in New York um, 
since New York Comic Con, I think, started. Maybe within the first five, ten years of that. But uh, this is actually my first San Diego Comic Con all in, which is pretty amazing. This is my first one, too, so we got that in common. <laughs> awesome. Mike, uh, as we wrap up. Yeah, well, the reason I was asking, uh, as over the, I've been coming to Comic Con, I don't know, for about 20 years or so. And over the years, um, you find that it's a little harder to, to kind of push through each day, each night, go to the parties, the mixers, stand in front of, stand in a booth all day, sign autographs, meet people, shake hands. So what I wanted to gift you while we're doing the interview is uh, one of my comics, which Mark Bode did the cover for as a Comic-Con exclusive. It's the uh, Captain A-Hole's Guide to Getting Older. Not old, just older. So that's for you, man. Dude, I love it. Yeah, dude, Mark's amazing. He's a, like a family friend of the company, obviously. And this is, uh, this is really cool. Yeah, we're working on a, you know, obviously one of the things that is most interesting about heavy metal and a um, sort of an internal tagline that we've started seeping out into the culture is you've been a fan of heavy metal for the last 44 years, you just didn't know it. And the stuff that Mark's father, Vaughn, did and Corbin and Mobius and Dionne and Julie sort of shaped the world for genre and everything that we love today. And we're looking to, you know, tell that story in documentary form as well as other ways. And we've been working with Mark on a couple of those opportunities. But this is this is really, really cool. Thanks, man. I hope you have fun reading. It's it's ridiculous and funny. So <laughs> maybe on your plane ride home you can I love it, man. Through. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Matt, thank you so much for taking the time. It's it's quite the honor to talk to you and like kind of learn about where heavy metal is, where it's going, and just I can't wait for the future. Really, I can't. So thank you so much. Thanks, man. Buckle up. Oh, buckle up indeed. Thank you. All right, Uncle Dad here with Mike. Mike, say hello. Hello, hello. We have a very special guest because he's a dear friend of yours, and I'm excited for you to chat it up. And you know, I've actually been wanting to have him on the show for a while too, so it's exciting. Uh, sir, here you go. Well, we're here with uh, Sacramento alumni, uh, <laughs> Alex Pardee. Alex, what's happening, brother? Natomas. Um. <laughs> Natomas in the house. <laughs> um, I don't know what's happening, man. It's day uh, four, five, the last day. What day is it? What, do we know what day it is? Day five, day four and a half. Day four and a half. Yeah. All right. So whatever day it is, um, I'm exhausted, but in a, in a very exhilarating way. It, it's, it feels really good to be back. He was asking me, like, how do you do it? Like, you're, well, I'm obviously older than him. How do you, like, push through on a, uh, at this point in the convention when, when you're, you know, because we're on all yeah, day yeah. and then we're up all night. Yeah, I, I really, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's always been adrenaline. It's the same as it always been. It's, it's, I, I think with me, it's also fear of failure. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to let myself fail in front of everybody. So I just push through, you know, if I'm hungry, that's fine. I keep going. Like never going to turn people away. Never going to run away. Like I want to, but I just push through it and, and then I'll, uh, go home and get sick. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> then you can be sick at home. Yeah. yeah, no, I think when you're doing this, you just kind of find whatever that is yeah. inside of you to push it because it's what you love. I mean, yeah. you're blessed to be doing your art exactly. and make a living off it, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, even if two people came by the booth, you know, so yeah. <laughs> those two people are awesome. Um, so you've been working on a ton of stuff like your, your, your bright mares cards. I've, I collected several of them when they, when they would come out through tops, uh, your not spawn Bart mashup shirt is dope. <laughs> like what, what's, uh, What's it been like, man? Like during COVID, I'm just assuming you were just crazy busy working on tons of new stuff, and that's what this is. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think like everybody else, you know, there was a time where I, I kind of had to pivot a little bit during COVID and try to figure it out. I went to did pretty much streaming and tried that out for a long time and kind of built a little small community there and then kind of jumped back into more, you know, traditional art and took on clients again because I was desperate thinking that we weren't going to have any money and, you know, just like, like, oh, I guess I'm going to go back to like doing client work for a while. And, and luckily that's when the tops thing hit, which was cool. So that was a cool new client to work with and a new project. Um, and then I just kind of, I just, I'm same as you, I'm just hustling. I'm doing as much of my own personal art that I can and figuring out how to survive off of it. Yeah, right on. And, and I'll just say this, I'll let you get back because your booth is always very busy every time. Um, so you have known me for a long time when I was doing Captain Asshole, <laughs> that's right. And I've released my first Captain Asshole book in over 10 years. Awesome. And now he's older. And so it's kind of what we've been talking about. It's it's we're not old, Alex, but we're older. Yeah, we're older. We're, we've yeah, got we've yeah. got a few strands of gray in the beard. Yeah. You know, the lower back hurts. Oh. It takes a little longer. Oh, to, uh. So, anyways, I wanted to give you one of these. Awesome. Uh, because I feel like you could relate to a lot of what's happening in there. Because we've been me, Cody, Imanic, Brandon, all of us <laughs> have been talking about the same things that are all in this book. Perfect. I can't wait to read it. And I can't wait to, uh, I guess, kind of feel bad also while reading it. But feel good that everyone else is going through the same thing. Yeah, and you just laugh. <laughs> you just got to laugh about it. Anyways. All right, man. Well, thanks, Alex. Love you, man. Uh, of course. I'm always happy for your success, bro. Thank you, too, Mike. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it. All right. Mike, I'm here. You're here. What's up? Hello. I'm going to let you. Uh, you're excited about this one. I know you are. I can feel it in your body. I can feel it in your soul. Please, tell us what we're talking about. Well, okay. So, Mitt. You know, yes, we're here in San Diego for Comic-Con, and it's not every day you walk around a booth in here and see something related to the Sacramento Kings uh, at all. So uh, I was walking by the booth, and I saw Swipe of the Fox, which is De'Aaron Fox's, uh, I follow him on Twitter, and that's his Twitter handle. So I stopped, and I was like, does this have to do with De'Aaron Fox? And in fact, it does. He's got his own comic. He's in the comics. He's not here. But we have people from the book that are here, Austin, I'm not going to, I'm going to let you say your last name so I don't butcher it on the mic, but Austin. Oswicky, Austin Oswicky. Austin Oswicky. Okay, so yeah, just um, tell me a little bit about the brand, about the book, about your connection with De'Aaron Fox and, and, and what, the, what the book's about. Well, Ego Manga, um, we publish original English language manga. And basically, we created a comic book with De'Aaron Fox. It's called Swipe of the Fox. He loves video games, and we wanted to intertwine that with his basketball um, career and, and his fans. So we created Swiper the Fox. Basically, the story is him just playing a, a basketball video game, and he gets trapped in a game. He has to use his basketball skills to, to get out. So my reference for like this is more like um, Ready Player One, um, Tron Legacy, Reboots, yeah. And in the basketball, it's more real, like, like NBA 2K, because something like Space Jam. Many, many people try to compare this to Space Jam, but Space Jam is more cartoon type basketball. Like, no, we wanted to play. We're putting the on in a in a in a NBA 2K ish type game. So a little more real, like. And so, what's your role in the book? Like, what what do you do? Right. Well, I'm. I have a lot of hats. I'm the publisher of the book. I help write the book, and um, I make sure the book 
I've, I found an artist for the book. I make sure the book goes out to press and release to stores and things like that. Yeah. So, so you're like the, 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 the glue that does everything to get the book together and out there, it sounds like. What, so, and you get to work with De'Aaron directly? Like you go back and forth with him and he like gives the approval? Or how does well, that work? Well, we were happy to get his um, support on this. But we didn't want this to look like a vanity project. So we wanted to creatively do this independently so that we can grow the character ourselves and, and have them have them a real character because when celebrities get too involved in, in comics or animations, it's they just want to make themselves so powerful and they can't be beaten and all that. And it becomes more of a, perceived more of as a vanity project. And so we just wanted to make sure that he's okay with what we're doing and get, get his blessings, but um, we didn't want to... We didn't want him to think. We didn't want. We didn't want it to make it like he can't lose and he's perfect and all that. You want to make him relatable, so yeah. that the, so that the readers can can relate to the character, yeah. which I get. Which is why, like, I think a lot of comics. You know, some of them are great at that. Some of them fail. But I haven't read it yet. But I'm stoked to read it, and I'll I'll mention it again when we do our wrap up uh, on the book. The, the cover looks great. The, the color, like everything about it, the, the the coloring, the art, the logo. You guys did a great job. So. Where can people find the book? Well, the book is already released in comic book stores. We released it, in, I believe, in June. So various comic book stores picked up the title and such. But we're doing a re we've done a re we were doing a re-release in uh, mass market stores like Barnes and Nobles, Walmart, and such. So that will come out in, in November. We have a, a platform called ComicDistro.com where people can directly order the book. Um, through the website, so they can get it there. And say that name again? ComicDistro.com. ComicDistro.com. Cool. Well, Austin, thanks for taking a moment to talk to me. I'm excited to read the book. Tell Darren we said what's up, and I have to say, go Kings. Okay. I, I don't know where they're going, but let's go. Let's <laughs> go, go somewhere. Kings. <laughs> go Kings. All right, right on. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, Uncle Dad and Mike here again. Mike, hi. Hi. Uh, we are here chatting with another one of Mike's great friends. Uh, Mike, I'll just give you the, the control. There you go. That was very good. <laughs> He's running on fumes. Uh, yes, well, we're here with an with a, uh, artist friend of mine who's, uh, who I've seen kind of progress over the years. Uh, now his cartoons are in the New Yorker. And a two-time Rumid award-winning nominee. Nominee. Lonnie, Lonnie Millsap, who's... Artwork was also featured in the TV series Woke from our other friend, Keith Knight. That's right. That's right. Keith was uh, kind enough to let me have the, the, the cartoons on that show. Yeah. Yeah. So we're here at Comic-Con. You've been here. Uh, this is the last day, the, towards the end of the last day. How are you feeling? I'm exhausted. Yeah? yeah. But it was good. The, the convention was good. Uh, it, was, it was pretty busy most of the time. Got some good sales, met some nice people. Get to interview with cool people and stuff, you know. Oh. You, you know about, you know. I mean, you, yes. right? Okay. I could see that look in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what's like? What's your newest book? What's what have you been working on? What, what? Okay, so my newest what? book is called "A Hit It to the Mermaid." Uh, it's a bunch of single panel cartoons. Uh, it, it is um, uh, funnier than any cartoon book here at Comic Con. Uh, I mean, I, that's what I say. That's a big statement. People, yeah, people say that. We have you on record saying that. Yeah, people say it. Oh, people, <laughs> people say that to you. Right. Well, people, maybe not to me, but I hear that people 
I've heard. It's been said. Some people say. <laughs> Yeah. Somehow, somewhere, it's been said. <laughs> right. So how would you describe, uh, just for our listeners that may not be familiar with your work, uh, how would you describe what, what your cartoons are like? Uh, they're, you know what? I will say they're Farside-esque, but worse than that, but maybe funnier. <laughs> worse in a better way, right? <laughs> worse in a better way. Not, not drawn as well, but, you know, there's a sense of humor to them that sort of carries over through whatever I do, you know, so... They're, they're timeless, so even my old books uh, hold up well, you know, since they're, you know, uh, not really about anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I, I will say I always get, I love your sense of humor. I get it. I think that's probably why we get along. Thank you. Um, yes. Uh, and I'll just say this. Um, as, as we end this short talk and check-in, uh, Lonnie, I, I, I have my new book, uh, The Captain A-Hole's Guide to Getting Older. Okay. And since we're all getting older and getting more grays and the beards uh, right, right. I wanted to give one to you oh, cool! so you can read it on your way home uh, and relate to all of the uh, weird things that have been happening to us as we've come into these these particular years of our life so we, should we do a little swap then you you know want to take one of mine and you read it on the way home too you have a farther drive my book is a little thicker so you know it might thick uh, yeah I like thick yeah, yeah. give me that thick <laughs> yes please right on okay. uh, and where can uh, people find you online uh, online right now the comics are available on Amazon and just Lonnie Millsap you know or bacon you know that also bacon gocomics.com slash bacon I'm not using my website right now for a minute so we'll we'll leave that one out of it yeah and in the random uh, uh, New York Times, or New Yorker. New Yorker, yeah. New York, not yeah. New York Times. So I should be in the New Yorker like next week for the finalists for the caption contest. I guess they're choosing the finalists. And so she should be there then. And keep looking out for me in the New Yorker. Yeah, I've been in there like 40 times since 2018. So let's keep it going. Look at you. Let's keep it going. Good, I'm proud of you, man. All right, Lonnie, love the success, brother. All right, thanks, man. It was good talking to you. All right, and for our last interview of the Comic-Con experience here, we, uh, we are with Josette Seitz, who programmed and developed the, the VR aspect that we've been mentioning for the Captain A-Hole uh, Guide to Getting Older comic. Um, well, I didn't realize I was the last one of the whole weekend, we so are, I feel very honored. We are <laughs> wrapping up the episode with you. Oh, Wow. Well, I will say it's been quite a weekend, and this was my first Comic-Con, so I didn't know what to expect. I'm a techie in the Bay, and wow, what an experience. So appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, and so you did the, the VR uh, part of the Captain A-Hole. Yeah. Um, how, was, how was it showing something that you do for a living, you're very passionate about and that you love and that you put a lot of time in working with to Comic-Con attendees? Well, I will say, I think the number one thing was hand tracking. Thank you. I had a small space, it happens, we're what, in a small press west. All I needed was a small space. That's what I like about VR is keep it contained. Um, and I definitely learned so much about how much impact hand tracking was this whole weekend. Throw yourself in there, stick your hands out, and have a quite an immersive experience. Yeah, so you feel like people in general were, 
we're happy and excited about the experience? I wouldn't, I mean, I actually don't know. I saw, I mean, I wouldn't ask them questions. Like, did you like the experience? But like, for me, what I loved was seeing the laughter. The storytelling was coming through the headset. And that's what I was talking about. I was like, I think this is working. I think it worked. I think it really was with the times of the comic. People bought it. That was why I'm here today. It was like, I need the comic to be sold. And I think the storytelling immersive VR experience told that story. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was fun for me to see people um, interact with the comic and yeah. also then do the VR and then buy the comic and then yeah. do a page of the comic in VR right here at the booth. So, And, and, and that was ridiculous, by the way. You have to wipe your butt with a cat. That's right. You have to wipe your butt with a cat. Um, and so for people that weren't at Comic-Con, how can they find the experience online? Well, yeah, for my techie, like not even techie, but all my VRs out there, there's a lot of new VR that's coming out. Thank you to Quest, Quest 2s. Make it cheap for all of us to buy. Um, find the experience on SideQuest and get involved with the SideQuest family. How, and, and so they go to SideQuest and they just search Captain A-Hole? That is correct. SideQuest VR, just do a search. Captain Asshole, Captain A, whatever, Captain whatever. Also, you will not regret being on SideQuest. All right. And... Um... And I just want to say thank you for all your hard work on the project. It's Absolutely. It's much. been, again, like, I could see, like, it's been two years of Comic-Con not being here. And damn, what a time it was. That's right. Okay. And uh, we will uh, be right back. All right, Mike, we are here to discuss the end of Comic-Con, and boy, wasn't it quite the week. Full of ups, full of downs, full of happy faces, full of frowns, full of everything you can imagine. <laughs> Even some clowns. <laughs> there was that. There was that freak clown. I don't know what that was. Yeah, I was, saw him. But... <laughs> he, he was trying to be uh, Pennywise. <laughs> oh, is that, was that, is that what that the one was? we're talking about? The one I'm who has the seen. mom and... Like her mom, his mom had cancer. No, this was someone who had a booth, and they oh, were okay. dressed like the, a tall freak clown. Oh, that sounds more terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it was. I looked the other way. Uh, I bet. All right, Mike. Uh, yeah, it's come to an end. You know, it was full of a lot of experiences. Uh, you know, it, it's crazy to think that we got to do this together, and it was crazy because, you know, realistically, I was just there doing press, but you were stretching yourself thin as you always do <laughs> yeah. but that's how that's when you work the best i guess right <laughs> I, th I think it's the only way i know how to work to be honest like, yeah i can't just work like a normal person and do one thing i have to do 10 things at once <laughs> i don't know why but but you know it, it did provide for some good episode a good episodes because uh, it's two part but at this point guys you've heard two parts uh part one just came out and now this is part two um and we're just going to kind of talk about the experiences that we did that we couldn't record and uh, maybe over, maybe touch about little things here and there. But, uh, Mike, I guess I'll kick it off with 
the gray man experience we haven't really chatted about that yet but netflix they just launched a brand new movie exclusively to netflix called the gray man netflix invited us for a press event um it's pretty exciting because you know i feel like netflix has now invited us to what three different events now so that's cool right yeah and uh so we got to do the gray man and are you familiar with that movie at all mike did you see anything about it i mean i've seen the trailers i know uh the actors who are in it i'm fans of both the main uh, guys and and i will watch it eventually yeah yeah it looks like so much fun they showed a lot of it uh at the experience and um you know i just kind of wanted to open up to you see if you had any questions about the gray man experience that you weren't able to make it well i guess what was it like So, you know, we've done a couple of experiences so far, and this was the quickest one we've done. It's only a, a 90 second experience. Whoa. Um, but we had to wait in a line for three hours. <laughs> even which, with press. Which is a, even with press, yeah. Wow. Uh, but here's the, the saving grace when you're waiting in line, they didn't do this for any other event other than the, the press event that they gave you free alcohol and free food. Amazing food, by the way, while you waited for this experience. So it was kind of worth it. Yeah, okay. Well, that, that lightens <laughs> the, the, the three-hour take of your life, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, it was I, what I thought was kind of funny is that they had this giant screen, and I'll post pictures of it when this episode comes out, that was showcasing the movie. But you would think it would be exclusive Comic-Con content but it was from a different event in 20, like early 2021. <laughs> mm. Kind of odd, right? <laughs> of, of the movie? Yeah. So they did an event called like Geek Fest or something like that. And so mm. it even said like Geek Fest 2021 on it. So yeah, it's dated already mm. and they're showing old content, like nothing new, I guess. Isn't that kind of odd? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, yeah. Sometimes that's but all you, you got. You got to save money, maybe. Sometimes that's all you got. <laughs> you got you yeah. Got, it's either that or nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, it was still an interesting experience waiting uh, with a bunch of other press members. It was exciting to kind of get there. And essentially, Mike, what happens is it's like an escape room where you are a new recruit for this program to show that you are one of the best you know, soldiers in the world. And you have to do three feats. Uh, skill which is odd to me. I don't think that's an actual feat, but whatever. Skill, uh, strength, and speed. And you go through, it's kind of cool because you walk in, they do like a training, they give you this little medallion, and the medallion says the gray man on it, and they said, don't lose that data chip. If you lose that data chip, you won't be able to finish your task. You need that data chip. You know, but it's just like a, a nice little brass necklace that has a little circular data piece, whatever you want to call it on it. And you go into the, the subway station and then you actually go into a subway car that's simulating you about to crash. And you have 30 seconds to figure out how to get out with you and whoever you're with. Uh, it is incredibly immersive because you hear like next stop, whatever. And you hear like all that you hear it breaking down. You see things kind of breaking up and you're like, oh man, what do I do? And then you use your data chip to unlock something and then you open it then you do whatever it says and that's it. Then you quickly run into the second train, which then gives you the next experience, which is strength. And you have to work together to bust open the doors. You bust open the doors, you pop out, you get on top of the train, Mike, you run across it with explosions. Like, I'm not kidding. There was actually things exploding in fire. 
and it's and it's capturing all of it in this awesome 360 camera while you're running across the train and i'll post that video too uh, where you're running across the train and you see these explosions and you put your medallion down and it says congratulations you graduated <laughs> all right <laughs> you've done it i mean i did that does it sound, that does sound um probably the most exciting of all the experiences <laughs> that we did i mean it's quick and fast like some things are in life uh so it, but it was out this so this was outside of comic-con just for the people i don't know if we, we said that or not right but across the street from comic-con there there's all these different things that are still part of the con yeah. right so it was this was yeah. the whole thing was outside there wasn't well, it was outside yeah yeah. No, and it had the production values of like a Universal Studios, so high production. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. Well, lucky you, you know, that you got to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and it was it was definitely cool for the uh, for the experience. Um, I actually did get to chat with uh, Sam, who was the head of the experiences in the UK, and he actually asked for a lot of my feedback, and he thought the feedback I gave him was pretty uh, pretty valuable. I did tell him I felt that the, the, the it was a little too quick for how long you're waiting in line because if that's us in press, right, what about the people who are there for the weekend? Because anybody can do it after that press event, right? So mm. what about those people who are waiting? I mean, I don't know. I kind of felt that I would be a little disappointed if I waited two and a half hours for a 90-second experience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I mean, I get that. I, I would equate that to something that you compared it to at like a universal universal studios ride or maybe a Disneyland ride where you can wait for hours and, and maybe it's not 90 seconds, but some of those rides are pretty quick, you know, especially yeah. at Disneyland. So, I mean, it is, you know, it is sometimes that way. I guess so. I, I guess the way I see it is like, if I'm in Comic-Con, I'm, I'm not going to do that, but I guess if somebody makes that choice to do that, that's their choice, right? It's their choice. It's a free choice. It's their choice. Free choice, man. But yeah, so that, that was about it for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So that was the, that event there. And then uh, the next event I did uh, without you was the William Shatner, uh, you know, uh, cement pressing of the hands. That was pretty cool because you had William Shatner there. You also had, uh, I don't know if you've seen, there's a new Star Trek show called Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds. Uh, that current... Um, uh, the current uh, person who plays Captain Kirk, the young version of him, I guess, was there as well. Uh, I believe his name was Paul Wesley. Uh, that was also really cool. And then arguably one of the most inspirational critics that I've ever grew up to was there as well, Leonard Moulton. Leonard Moulton was pretty much, if you've ever seen uh, Turner classic movies uh, and they do the ones in the movie theater, you have seen Leonard Moulton. He always talks about all these actors, you know, what they do. I, mean, I remember he was the first person to introduce me to Ryan Gosling in Lars and the Real Girl. Like he really sees talent before it gets to where it is. And so it was kind of cool seeing all of that there. Lots of Star Trek pe people dressed up in different uh, Star Trek outfits. There was that, I don't know if you saw this guy walking around, but he was pretending to be Spock. He looked just like Spock, like the old mm -hmm. tall Spock. Did you see him? I've seen him around. I've seen him before at other places. Oh, really? Yes, I've seen that guy. Yeah, yep. yeah, he was there. Um, very quiet, but it was cool, man. It was a great experience. Very quick, another like literally twenty minute experience. Um, it was my first time really experiencing press photographers. Boy, they are aggressive. Let me tell you, uh, they're way more aggressive than because I never seen that before in person. And 
you know, they're telling Shatner left, right, Shatner, go left, Shatner, wave, Shatner, do this. And I don't know. I don't know how you can treat a human like that. Am I just crazy or is that just part of the business? I mean, was he listening? Was he doing those things? He was doing it. You could tell, like, I mean, I'm, dude, Shatner's a pro, right? He's been doing it for how long? So, like, yeah. of course, he probably just, like, is, you know, numb to it now. But I've, I'm sure he would appreciate just not being talked to. Like, I don't know. Unless I'm not, unless I'm overthinking it. I mean, I, I think at this point, I don't even think he cares. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would think. I think he's heard it. He's probably heard worse. So, George Takai yeah. wasn't there. <laughs> no, he wasn't. No, you would no think he Sulu. would be, right? Huh. Yeah, no, no. Sulu. I don't think would be. No, no, uh, no, Sulu Nation. <laughs> I don't think they're friends. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you heard that first. You heard that first here. <laughs> well, you might have heard it somewhere else, but it, you heard it for the first time on this show right now. <laughs> I've actually never knew that. So okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. And then. Another experience that I didn't do uh, with that, with, well, I did without you as well, was the Dungeons and Dragons Tavern. That was by far my highlight of of all the experiences I did because I love Dungeons and Dragons. I love tabletop RPGs. I love adventuring. I love all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I have always had a dream of going into a tavern that was themed like World of Warcraft or something like that. And I got to experience that, and it was fucking incredible. And I I miss it so much. People were dressed up in costume. They were so in, everybody was in character. They had a they had a bard back there who was just cleaning one glass the entire time. <laughs> it was uh, it was great, and we got a free uh, a free alcoholic beverage called Witch's Brew that came in this awesome green uh, like this, like it was glowing. The glass was actually glowing green, and then we had a dragon attack where a dragon came down and pressed against the uh, the um the tavern so this is really cool mike what they did was do you remember in stranger things experience there was a moment where they blend reality and uh three uh 3d screens yeah yeah so they did that in this involving everybody where there was a bunch of real effects happening but there was a dragon on a screen so when this when this dragon will look at certain directions of the 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 tavern he would breathe fire and you would see it come out in that direction in, in real time. Well, wow. I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> what do you mean? But it sounds cool. <laughs> I'm confused, but it sounds cool. <laughs> I'm confused, but whatever you said sounds cool. <laughs> well, it was awesome. I had a great time doing that. And, it's one uh, of those things where I think you have to be there. Yeah, and I have video, and I'll post that video too when this comes out as well. So then you won't be confused, Mike. Oh, no. (laughs) Now we're talking. So you could have previewed the video to me, and then I would have been like, oh, yeah, but that's (laughs) okay. Yeah, that was so neat. (laughs) You just like to hear me sound like an idiot on the show all the time. (laughs) Never, never, never. Uh, And yeah, so those were the experiences I did without you. Now let's talk about the ones we did together, and that was the heavy metal boat party. Mike, I'll let you uh, start that one off. You will? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh, um, I don't really know if I have much to say about that party. Um, <laughs> it was a nice boat ride. Um, we got fantastic views of San Diego. Um, I had great conversations with some of our group. And yeah. um, I bought a bucket of beer. And yeah, so did I. it seemed like most of the people that were on the boat weren't really even from Comic-Con except for a section of the boat 
which was VIP, which I thought we were, but they said we weren't that VIP. Am I correct by that? It was like a different VIP. That is correct. That's a different, it's um, an artist VIP. So we couldn't go in there. Um, yes. And then it was, then it was hyphy downstairs on the dance floor. <laughs> there was, there was different levels of the boat. It was a big boat, big yacht boat, yes. right? Yeah. And um, different rooms, different areas had different music going on. And um, yeah, there was one where it was very hyphy, very, very Bay Area hyphy uh, vibes. Yes, yes. And yeah. uh, and we saw our old pal Ming Chen. <laughs> we did see, yeah, well, that's right. I totally forgot that I saw him there. Yeah. <laughs> we saw our old pal Ming Chen who was trying to smuggle on mini bottles of beer. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Whoa. I got too excited. I knocked my mic over. <laughs> you smuggled me something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, he was trying to smug in little. Uh, you ever heard of the alcohol mallard? <laughs> uh, I'm not familiar. No. That's okay. what he was smuggling in. That's what he tried to smuggle in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that was what he funny. was trying to smuggle in. Something called mallard. <laughs> you know, like there's, uh, there's a color um, ethics here, sir. You cannot. Uh, do if that. you listen to this. <laughs> I know, right? Like, um, but anyways. You know, I, I pretty much agree with everything you're saying, Mike. I think the only thing I wanted to say, because, you know, I like to be honest on this show, as you do. Um, I had a great time at, at that with the people that we were with. I did meet some good people, and I w- went around to explore. Um, I just think, to me, it didn't feel like Heavy Metal Magazine. It felt like we were kind of, like, tacked on. Like, I think it was an existing event, and then they added it to that event, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I it, it it was all in, it was great time being with our group and again meeting other people, but it didn't feel like what heavy metal is to me, and that's not I guess that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think when you're gonna market it as your party, I think there needs to be some sort of your personality there, and if it's not there, you know, then you're just on a boat party that has your has your name on it. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I'm, it's also like I mean, I envisioned something because heavy metal. When you think of that magazine, you have a certain vision. I'm sure that comes to mind, and I'm thinking there's going to be artists and and maybe some musicians that are that are familiar with the mag and um, and that we'd be able yeah. to co-mingle and and have conversations with those people. At least if it was tacked on with another event, if you're there for the heavy metal part of it, you should be able to go with the other with those people. Um, so that, yeah, that felt a little weird, kind of elite elitism, uh, in a way, but, um, you know, we got to go on, uh, and thanks to the people for getting us on there. And, uh, you know, I took a couple of cool pictures, so I have that. (laughs) You did take some cool pictures. I, and this is not heavy metals fault on this part, but holy shit, $45 for a bucket of Trulies. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's Comic Con prices all across the board in San Diego. You know, like everything, everything was is, is insanely jacked up uh, for for Comic Con in the city of San Diego. From parking to hotels to every restaurant and bar you go to, they have a specific Comic Con menu that they bust out. That's different than their regular menu, with everything is, is yeah. increased. So, yeah. this is part of it. Yeah. Um. Am I forgetting anything, Mike? Oh, I guess I forgot the Chris Hemsworth one. Yeah. That's the one right? you did without me. Yeah, okay. Uh, so Chris, yes, yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, that one is, out of everything I did, I actually wish you were there the most uh, because 
to me, you would have connected with the message of what his show is. You would have connected to um, the message of it. So he has this app called Center, which he gave us a free trial, which I'll give that to you, Mike. Um, yeah. But it's, it is fascinating, you know, because I think you guys are actually close in age. Um, and when you get older, and I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not making this a jab, so don't take it that way. But, but as you get older, you, you know, you know that you're, you're farther from your youth than you are as you are, right? And it's like you're trying to find a way to, maybe not trying to find a way, but you want to live a nice, active and healthy life. And he, you know, realizes that, you know, there is no fountain of youth, but, but if we do things that push us, it could help us kind of deal with these not issues but these these what's the word i'm looking for like these these things that happen when you get older you know and whether that be you know obviously you know the man has a lot of wealth because of his movies um but because of that opportunity he's able to explore the ability of like he wants to deal with stress and he's trying to learn how to deal with the idea of stress so what does he do he tells he pushes himself to uh to (laughs) Uh, walk across a skyscraper via a catwalk. <laughs> Obviously, wow. most of us are not going to have that opportunity, but he chooses to do that and to remain calm in the entire time. Another great one is that he deals with the idea of acceptance. You know, death is coming to us no matter what, right? We all know that. So what he does is he spends, I think it's like a week or a month or something like that in a in a in a um, retirement home, and he deals with the idea of acceptance with that factor and talking to all the people who have lived, you know, 80, 90 years, you know, and realizing that that's going to be him and having that acceptance and understanding that acceptance is a big part of getting older. And that party, even though it was a party and it had great food and great drinks, there was a very good message of the idea of pushing ourselves to be better as we get older will allow us to deal with age in, in the right way, allowing us to feel youthful, if that makes sense, Mike. Sure, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it's just your, your state of mind. Um, I definitely don't feel like whatever I thought I was going to feel like at the age that I'm at when I was younger. But I think a lot of it's a mindset, but also for sure how you take care of your body I mean, and the things that you do to manage your stress and sleep and um, you know, when you go to Comic-Con and you used to party for five days in a row, you maybe only really party for two days out of the five. And then still feels <laughs> like when you come back that you've partied for five days in a row. <laughs> he's, but he's not mentioning names there. <laughs> no, I'm just saying in general. No. <laughs> in general, yes. Uh, but what's also interesting, Mike, was that the... There, even though yes, there was alcohol. Uh, by the way, it was a hundred percent open bar, so anything they carried, you could have got for free. So you can imagine how crazy that could have got. Mm. Uh, but what was really interesting was that they had um, all the food and the healthy drinks they had were all recipes from his app that he has. So it's all approved by him and all curated by his team. And so you can make this food at home when you get the app. And let me tell you, man, these steak tacos or arguably some of the best steak tacos I've ever had in my life. And they were only like 200 calories or less each. Oh, I don't think I ever count calories. So is that good? <laughs> that is good. Yes. Okay. And they tasted good. Okay. And they tasted incredible, dude. They were like some of the best ones I've ever had. Like seriously, like, 
I can't get over how great it was. And then they had this, um, I know you're a tofu guy, and they have this great uh, spiced tofu that they would use for it as well. Oh my gosh, dudes. The way that they made that tofu, you would think that it was like straight up chicken. It's incredible. And it wasn't processed. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, like a, like a beyond chicken. It was literally just tofu marinated in a specific way and grilled to get you that feeling of meat, if that makes sense. Mm, okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, send me the app, and so I can and then, get to uh, making uh, these things. I will. I will. I will give you a trial, sir, because you're gonna love it. Uh, and then I don't know if you're a green juice man, but the the recipes for the green juice because we had that we had uh, the green juice that he drinks for every movie he makes uh, is a specific recipe, and holy fuck, that was so good. <laughs> no sugars. Nothing else other than just fruit and greens. That's it. Yeah, I love green 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 juices. I, I drink one most days, so I I will be <laughs> interested in all of these all of all of these things. Yeah, that's probably the number one thing I think you missed out on is that I wish you would have went to that one because I really think you would have appreciated the message. You would have appreciated the the environment. There was a lot of great people there talking about health and stuff like that. And the Hemsworth family was there. But not Chris Hemsworth. But that's a different story, right, Mike? <laughs> Always is, yes. At least the family was there. The name was the <laughs> Always building. is. Yes, exactly, exactly. How far connected, though, I don't know. but Because they were nobody I recognized. So there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of, like, kind of it. Uh, Mike, was there anything else? Actually, let me ask you, ask you a question, Mike. What was your favorite interview we did at Comic-Con? Favorite interview? Um, geez. Well, um, I think it was when we talked to, uh, well, not, maybe it's not an interview, but I would say the segment of where we ate the old food was probably my favorite. And then we actually got to have Brandon on the show for the first time. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a good moment. Um, that's yeah. probably my favorite. My favorite moment of the whole time was probably the boat, the boat party with you guys. Even though the boat party had its flaws, I had a great time with you guys, man. And that's my favorite moment. But the favorite like thing we did for the show, honestly, I think you're right. 80s Eats is such a great one. It's such a fun thing to do, even though it's torturous to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, 80s Eats, that's right. That's what we called it. Um yeah, it's fun. I mean, you know, I don't know that uh, I don't know that I've heard a segment quite like that on any other show. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. It's what we're doing. Now, is there a time that you're going to get me on that? I think so. I think we should. I think I think uh, <laughs> you got to surprise me though. Don't let me know it's coming. Okay. Well, maybe at the next the next one. We'll see. <laughs> the next thing, yes. Yeah, the next we'll whatever the thing. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, Mike, do you have anything else to add, or do you think we got it all? Mm, well, I think, uh, you know, there was definitely some other people that we were trying to, that I wanted to talk to, that you just, Comic-Con, it goes by so quick. The days are long. It's busy. It takes forever to walk around from one side to the other. Um <laughs> You know, I'm running a booth. We're doing press. Um, I'm trying to sell my products and talk to people. 
and it's just it's it's exhausting and so um yeah you know you don't you're it's just like you're never going to get to see everything and do everything that's on the list so um that's just the way it is and you know i still think we had a great time and and have a lot of great content to share with with the fans and the listeners so um yeah i hope everyone enjoyed the show as much as we did recording it all of course, yeah, and I'm glad you said that because ultimately we wouldn't even be, I mean, at least you would still be there, but we wouldn't be able to do press if it wasn't for the listeners. So thank you guys for listening to the show, listening to our silliness, and uh, hopefully you guys have a lot of fun with it because it was a lot of fun to make. And uh, yeah, it was just a great time of, you know, making new friends, uh, seeing old friends, and reconnecting with past guests as well. Like it was just, it was just a great time. And I'm looking forward to next year because we've, we are now approved for the next two years. So we'll be at the next one as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know, Mike, uh, any other, any other things? Do you think that's it? Well, there was one experience that I got to do without you. If you want to hear that really quick. Oh, tell me. Yes, oh, I do. Tell me. So in, in all I didn't prior, know about this. Yeah, this is fun. So there's uh in all prior years, um, I, would purchase power to my booth and it was essential for me this year because as as the listeners have heard we were playing uh a vr uh we had a vr a virtual rally set up at the booth to go with my book the, the guide to getting older that was that really worked really hard to put together we had a tv monitor that was showing a preview um we have we usually have lights that 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 you know illuminate the booth and I paid for the power ahead of time, which I always do. And then I come to the show and the power is not hooked up. And now it's Wednesday and it's a couple of hours before preview night opens. No power. So I go to ask Freeman, who's the, that's the company who does all of those type of things there at Comic-Con. And I said, hey, I paid for power. What's your booth number? I told them my booth number. And they said, oh, well, you're in that area. And they're not doing power in that area anymore. And my heart sunk into my stomach because i'm like whoa whoa i have a lot yes i have a lot i'm really relying on power this year uh and i was like well why would they not do power and her the woman's response was well because they just decided they didn't want to deal with it anymore (laughs) and so as (laughs) as someone who's worked in customer service and written the books about Captain Asshole's Guide to Customer Service, I thought that was a line that I would have wrote in my comic to someone saying something like that. I bet, I bet. So I was like, well, why why didn't they say anything? She said, well, apparently it was in an email, but you're not alone. A lot of people have been surprised and shocked. So I, you know, I emailed the the people who are in, in charge of, you know, the exhibitors and signing up and a couple of days later, I got a response saying, yes, it was in the Exhibitor Newswire. So uh, apparently I didn't read that and, and, and skip that information. So here's the thing. I have a little power box that you charge and you can plug an, an outlet into the box. You know, it's good for when you're, when you're traveling, camping, um, or setting up at an event where there's no power and you need power. Well, I had one of those. And so I'm hooking the TV up to run. And that, it, that runs the power down really fast. So I had to buy another one. So I go searching for one. I go to three different stores. 
They all say they have them online, but when I get to the store, it's all online purchase only. I find one at a Harbor Freight. There's a Harbor Freight not far from the convention, nice. about 20 minutes away. So I drop off the crew at nice. the convention so they can go set up. I drive to Harbor Freight. I buy the box. Well, then the gas light on the van comes on. So now I have to go get gas. So I go to the Chevron, <laughs> but I can't make a U-turn. So I have to go a mile down the road, come all the way back. And now I have to go to the bathroom. Like I have to really have to go. Like it's coming. So I go to the Chevron. Well, of course, the bathrooms say they're out of order. So I'm like, well, I'll just wait till I get to the convention center. So I'm waiting for the van to fill up because the gas light was on. So it was on E. So it takes like, you know, 10 minutes to fill up. I get in the car. And as I sit down, I feel the pressure. And I can feel that this is not going to wait until I get to the convention center and park and walk up in there. So I see a Carl's Jr. on the road. So now I pull over and I walk into the Carl's Jr. So I can use the bathroom. And there's a guy in the one bathroom stall right. and he's taking his time and I'm twisting and turning <laughs> and holding it in. And then the guy is done. I guess he's done doing the business. So then he's wiping and he's spitting into the toilet paper and wiping his butt with the spit toilet paper. <laughs> and I didn't even know that was a move. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I did not know that. <laughs> well, so then he's done. So then I'm going, I do my business and I'm just like, well, this guy was just spitting on himself in here. Now I'm in here. Um, so then I get back in the car and I, you know, an hour later I get back to the convention and while you're drinking green juices and having gourmet tacos with Chris Hemsworth's family, I'm taking a secondhand shit in a Carl's Jr. after a guy who just spit in his own ass. So that was my adventure without you. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you like that huh? <laughs> it sounds I, I like you say, just wrote it out of your own fucking book <laughs> <laughs> every comic con every comic con has at least one of those kind of stories where the convention's going on and people are doing the thing and I'm somewhere out in San Diego waiting for a guy to stop spitting <laughs> into his own butthole <laughs> so anyways there we go you know what i wish i was there <laughs> <laughs> you missed out that would <laughs> i missed out I, I would trade you for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was good that was good um yeah, I hope you remember that, save that, and I hope you put that in a book one day. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it'll be in it'll be in the final final oh, captain man. guide to being a convention dying person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. But uh yeah, Mike, uh th that was our experience. It was great. Uh again, thanks for always being a you know a great co-host and you know a great executive producer on the show and i'm just very thankful for you to be a part of the show as always thank you to everyone who came through thank you to your crew uh thank you to baby gabe for editing this also if we can just say this real fast congratulations to baby gabe right congratulations <laughs> um he knows what we're talking about uh but yes and and yeah it's just the what a what a what a time what a time for hanging out with the Hemsworth and <laughs> and taking secondhand shits. 
Yeah. Sloppy seconds at the but, Carl's uh, Jr. Mike, shit. can oh. we mention? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Uh, before we wrap up, can we say uh, where we're where we're gonna be at next or no? Yeah. Like where we're physically gonna okay. be next. Uh, yes. I remember. Where you and I will be together next. That will be Stockton Con, correct? That's correct. Yes, August thirteenth okay. and fourteenth. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, be at Stockton Con. Yes. Go ahead. Neth, so that's it. Thirteenth uh, and fourteenth at the Stockton yep. Arena, and um, we will have someone from that show on one of our next shows. Oh yes, um, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. I'm excited to be there again with you guys. Uh, two days uh, back in my neck of the woods and uh, yeah it'll be fun Um, so we'll see you then and until then I hope you guys enjoyed everything and as always um, you know I keep saying this as an I but you know what Mike I'm going to change it it's a we because this show doesn't really go far without us so you know what we're not an uncles (laughs) we're not a dads we're just someone you can talk to we'll see y'all next week